Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Vector, where we discuss topics, trends, and insights driving the global space ecosystem. I am your host, Kelly Kiedis-Ogborn, and I'm so thrilled to be joined today by Michal Brichta, who is co-founder of the newly established Slovak Space Office and the head of its industry branch, working under the Slovak Investment and Trade Development Agency, which is part of the Ministry of the Economy of the Slovak Republic. In 2019, he initiated a new strategic approach to the comprehensive development of national space industry capabilities. Building on this approach, his team works today to support the further development of the Slovak space sector and its internationalization, with a focus on the full utilization of the country's strong industrial and R&D potential. He is also the Slovak delegate in the Council of the European Space Agency and the chair of the newly created IAF European Subcommittee. And as a personal note, I will add that he truly is a champion in this field of emerging space. And he does put on the Emerging Space Conference, which I had the honor of participating in this past May in Bratislava. So Michal, thank you so much for joining today. Thank you for having me. So to set the stage, and I, it really wasn't hyperbole to say that you really have been a champion and a pioneer in not only distilling what the concept of emerging space is, but also being able to highlight opportunities for countries that might want to get into the space sector or for some of the industries that are space curious. Um, so your office in particular is, is quite interesting because you've had a tremendous explosion in you know two to three years. So the office, as I understand it, was uh, formally formed in 2021, and then you became an associate member of the European Space Agency in 2022. And then within that time frame as well, you've been doing really interesting work in the area of um, space business incubation and really reaching out to a lot of your other neighboring countries. So congratulations on all this success over a short amount of time. And I'm curious if you could just tell us a bit more about the Slovak Space Office, you know, um, what the impetus was, why you formed it, and how you see it growing. Thank you. And uh, well, to, to start, it's it's important to say that uh, all these things have uh, been going on quite recently, what you were mentioning. But uh, in fact, we were building up on uh, quite strong heritage, especially when it comes to space R&D. And in fact, uh, maybe few people know, but uh, Czechoslovakia, of which now Slovakia is the the successor, one of the two successory states, uh, was the third country to put a human uh, in space after yeah. the Soviet Union and, and the United States. And uh, as early as the 1970s, our scientists were working on uh, space uh, hardware development on scientific payload. So there, there has been some strong heritage uh, on which we were able now to, to build upon. But of course, when it comes to the space ecosystem in its current uh, uh, sense. This is something that just started uh, rather recently. And uh, it was back in 2019 when uh, we as a governmental agency focused on international uh, trade and, and investment support, uh, identified uh, that uh, there is a, a strong need to work more intensively on, on space domain as, as a sector, which brings a lot of possibilities to our companies here in Slovakia, a sector which is dynamically growing, a sector where we have strong potential and where we truly need to catch up because, uh, frankly speaking, uh, 
when uh, in 2019 we looked around ourselves, uh, most of the countries in Europe were much further ahead. So we understood that as a, as a government, we need to do something as a, as a, as a government organization and uh, we need to really start catching up. So uh, th that's why we uh, initiated uh, several new activities, especially around uh, helping new companies enter the sector and internationalize their activities to find their partners. And uh, through this, basically, the, the first ecosystem building activities started. And then it uh, it resulted, since these activities were successful, it resulted into sort of a governmental joint venture, which is now called the Slovak Space Office, with the Ministry of Education, Science, Research and Support. Uh, they are the political stakeholders and we are the implementation stakeholders. And together, building up the Slovak Space Office as uh, as a joint activity and joint project, which covers both the policy side and also the implementation side. So working on the space sector development, on internationalization of the, the activities of our companies and researchers, and last but not least, also on, on the outreach. Yeah, your, your model is really interesting in how you've been able to combine the policy with the industry in, in such an intricate way. Um, and I'm curious, you know, two follow-up questions to what you just said. So one, um, understanding that, you know, conceptually people are always thinking about space or that you can't not, right? So I'm curious if there was one particular reason why space became more on the forefront in 2019. You did mention that other countries around you were further along, but I'm curious if there was one sector driving it or one particular um incident that made you realize that you wanted to develop it. And then the second piece is, I'm just curious in terms of the formation, um, how you went about selling why space was important in country to get all these stakeholders to buy in. That's a two very good question. So to start with the first one, in fact, there, there was one investment project which we were uh, working on. So back then uh, I was working as uh, uh, this consultant in the investment department. So we were, yes. among other things, attracting foreign investments for Slovakia. And there was one one uh, potential investment project, which at the end, well, didn't uh, realize uh, and it didn't materialize. But uh, in fact, it helped us uh, in a way that it was sort of a trigger that uh, uh, put other things in motion. And it helped us to understand that uh, there are uh, some specific challenges in this particular sector that uh, are slowing down its potential growth. And uh, these two challenges or two, two specific uh, challenges were the, the limited size of uh, the ecosystem, which meant that uh, it's challenging to create synergies. So if, if you have very, very limited ecosystem, what in, in, in the ecosystem, what you want is that the, the stakeholders are in, interacting and they are synergetic right. and they're complementary. Right. In case the ecosystem is too small, this is a very challenging and very, very limited uh, possibility to do so because they are hard, they have hard time to find the synergies. So we understood that if we want to actually start building up ecosystem, it's, it may sound uh, very simple, but actually one of the uh, first step is really you need to reach certain certain size where you can have uh, several stakeholders doing at least uh, remotely similar uh, things yeah. or working in similar areas. And the second challenge was that uh, uh, 
being a newer player, being a newer country in this whole game, uh, there was very little knowledge abroad what we can do. And uh, well, as, as I mentioned, there, there was strong heritage, decades of heritage, and there were already companies working in space economy, but uh, basically outside the borders of our country, there was very little knowledge about this. So we understood that uh, A, we have to grow the ecosystem, we need to uh, make possible for the synergies, and B, we need to start uh, uh, helping it to, to grow abroad, to, to attract the attention of the foreign partners, to show the foreign partners what we can do and uh, what the possibilities of collaboration are. So I would say that that uh, this this uh, investment project actually triggered the, the fact that we understood uh, both the possibility the sector is bringing, the potential we have, and the challenges that we have to, uh, well, basically tackle, the challenges that we, we have to address. Uh, so it can further grow. And uh, when it comes to uh, the, the sectors that you were talking about, uh, th this in fact was uh, something that we st at first started thinking about. It was one of the first things that we uh, understood that we have to uh, analyze the potential, how the sector can grow. And uh, one of these sources of potential, in fact, was the terrestrial sectors that we have mm -hmm. in the country. So, for Slovakia, the, the strong areas uh, for for past decades were hypersize machinery, for example, or electronics or IT sectors, and we all know that these these are actually quite good uh, starting points for uh, new space companies. And we understood that if we are building a new ecosystem, it's definitely worth not jump straight only to to startups and to creating new ventures, while we still have uh, sort of a waiting list of potential strong technological terrestrial companies, which we can address and which we can reach out to uh, and to work with them together to find out whether they do possess uh, some technology which could be used in space. And, 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 and as a matter of fact, there were many of those companies and actually this particular uh, tool uh, of spinning in towards space sector turned out to be one of the core of the uh, dynamic growth that, that we encountered uh, for the for the past couple of years and most of the new companies were in the startups but most of the new companies actually were terrestrial companies even some medium-sized companies or larger companies that understood that they actually already do something and they possess some technological capability that if modified and further developed can find some great uh, application in space industry. And for them, it was a great motivation because they, they, they perceive space as really final frontier, but also from the perspective of technological uh, complexness. So for them, it was, it was highly interesting to, to find out that we are, we are really good if we can really do something in space using what we already have developed. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that is one of the main reasons um, that, you know, you and I clicked when we first met because it's the it's the practical, tangible approach. And the way that you've structured it is looking at both upstream and downstream, but primarily looking at what your industry already has to bear. Because like you said, there was this really strong heritage that locally was understood, but probably not further developed and internationally definitely not understood in terms of the heritage. But you also have a really strong undercurrent of fascinating technologies. And I mentioned in the beginning, you know, your Spaceport SK project, which I had the 
you know, privilege of being on the advisory board for. So I got to see a bit of a sneak peek into the really cutting edge um, technologies that are coming online. And what I found so fascinating is that they weren't far fetched. Like you, you guys weren't putting forward, um, you know, startups that might only have relevance in 10 years when, you know, asteroid mining or other things become a reality. They're very heavily rooted in helping terrestrial life now, but have space applications. And so I'm wondering if you could touch a bit upon those because you touched upon the legacy industries, but what are some of the like, you know, transformative technologies coming out of Slovakia that you're very excited about that your companies can have a, can be able to insert into the space chain? Absolutely. And, and first of all, I want to also use this opportunity to thank you for being part of the Spaceport SK and of its second batch as member of the advisory board. We, we really appreciate your, your presence there. and, and oh, also my bringing honor. It was the, so fun. <laughs> especially bringing the, the U.S. perspective because for, uh, for European space startup world, uh, I would say in many aspects, the U.S. startup world is sort of a role model because of the amount of venture capital and amount of private investments which is uh, uh you know involved in in the space sector in in the us so uh, also in this aspect in in whole europe i would say we have uh, some catching up to do and uh, talking about the spaceport it might has it might have something to do with the fact that the spaceport as we build it uh, is is a little bit specific um startup incubation program because it's sort of a combination between the classical incubation and uh, apprenticeship in a way because uh, the, the way how it works is that we do not put the startups in one physical space but we at the very beginning of each batch or before each batch is, is put together we approach our companies, our space companies in Slovakia, which already have experience, they're working on the projects. And we ask them to be our partners in the batch, which means that each of those has to propose some topics uh, and pledge that they will they are willing to incubate the startup physically in their premises. So we are actually looking for a bunch of startups like the, the the past is the second batch we were looking for seven startups but each of those is connected to existing experienced space company in slovakia in our ecosystem and this is done uh, because we want to ensure some again synergies of the newcomers with the existing ones it also makes sure that as you mentioned that the the, the topics were pr pretty much uh, uh, practical and and they were not looking at uh, two uh, futuristic topics, but topics right. which can be which can be worked on right now, and uh, it's a win-win situation because we uh, give the experienced companies in our space ecosystem a chance to to bring on board new young talented people. We give them chance to uh, have some external team of young uh, talented people working on their challenges. So there is several scenarios which we all consider to be success, uh, ranging from the fact that uh, they will simply employ the young people, which is great because mm -hmm. we end up by extending the number of uh, people working in space industry in Slovakia. Uh, secondly, it can lead to uh, some mutually uh, some, some mutual projects or some gen joint venture between the new team and the startup or the, the space company. And last but not least, it can uh, end up by simply creating a new startup which uh, only collaborates uh, 
on on some basis with uh, with experienced companies. So this is this is the specific mechanism that we started uh, from the first batch, and it was we, we saw that it really makes uh, a great sense, especially for a small ecosystem, because we make sure that uh, there is uh, already from the beginning of this project there are synergies being created with the experienced one. They help us to to mentor on technical level uh, these people. And uh, it brings to the experience one also a great deal of, of added value. That's why we see even growing interest from our companies, from our space ecosystem in the upcoming batch. So right now we already know that for batch three, we have even more uh, interested partners for uh, being the incubation partners in, 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 the, in the incubation program. Yeah, the, the partner piece is key, really, because you're, you're building in that supply chain in terms of whatever it looks like, like you said, whether it's hiring them to be part of the more legacy company, creating something new. But one of the things that I think is um, really difficult in, in terms of how sometimes innovation incubators are created is they focus on the doing, or sorry, they focus on the information and not so much on the doing. And sometimes the companies, once they leave the onus is still on them to figure out what to do with the information they learned. And sometimes that is the most difficult piece. So by having this, you know, community around them, I think you're going to get these companies a lot further than um, potentially if you didn't have that aspect. And I do have one question from the chat that I want to pull in and throw to you. So the question, and it's still on this theme of, you know, integration, but um, how can we integrate the space ecosystem with supply chains using technologies like blockchain and AI. And I know that you had some technologies focused on that, so I'm curious your thoughts. Yes. So space space is basically, a, um, it's, it's literally a space where we can do uh, activities. So that's why I prefer the term space economy rather than space uh, industry, because it uh, mm -hmm. shows larger, uh, larger uh, aggregation of, of, of topics and uh, and possibilities so in in this regard uh, technologies like blockchain and a AI uh, they can play a vital role in a variety of applications for example even even right now we have uh, some companies that are using uh, blockchain technology for example for monitoring of the supply chain we have a blockchain company that uh, is working on a specific solution for securing the communication between satellites and and ground uh, as for ai we know that uh, this is now quite a hot topic when it comes to for example the earth observation market yeah so it's there is a great deal of connections between between these i mean if something space definitely shows and space economy definitely shows that uh, it can integrate a lot of technological capabilities, as I mentioned, from our experience, ranging from uh, uh, machinery, electronics, even from automotive, which is a very strong uh, sector in Slovakia. And usually, well, people picture uh, the uh, assembly lines that are putting cars together, they cannot really create a link in their minds between this and space. But the the, the, the automotive supply chain is extremely complex. And uh, well, there we have uh, five uh, uh, final manufacturers of cars in, in Slovakia. Uh, there is about 400 companies within the, their, their value chain. And many, many of yeah. these companies 
they have uh, strong technological capabilities. So this is exactly what you want to target when, when you're building up a new space ecosystem. You definitely want to target this high tech and even in some cases, mid tech companies that can have some sm small piece in, in, in the whole puzzle, which can be technologically interesting. And well, definitely technologies like, like AI and, and blockchain, they have tremendous uh, possibilities and they bring tremendous possibilities to, to such a technological field like space economy. Absolutely. I think that's the that's probably the perfect analogy for downstream capabilities, because especially if you look at a lot of these verticals that are driving markets, it's a lot of the very tangible machinery hardware that's going to enable its growth. Um, and one of the things that, you know, we always talk about at Space Commerce Institute is getting people to self-select in and understand where they are in the value chain, how they help the broader verticals growing. And when you start to peel back the onion in that way, I think people realize that there is a personal heritage for them, but also an industry heritage, and they can understand how they're part of the broader growth strategy of the space economy. Um, shifting gears slightly. So we covered the, the tech piece, and um, I want to build upon something you said earlier and just broaden it. So we talked a bit about how you brought together the different stakeholders within Slovakia. So the industry, you know, your, your policymakers, but globally, um, the space economy is global. And while there are still certain countries that, you know, drive investment and growth, we now have 92 countries that are participating in space, which is amazing and fascinating. Um, but that means that there's a lot more stakeholders at play. So there's everything from the role of governments to the role of private companies, um, and then really the need for international collaboration. And so I'm curious from your perspective, how do you see these different entities um, collaborating, conflicting? You know, what, what is your take? I, I would say that uh, this, these roles, of course, they are shifting, uh, especially when uh, uh, now the space is becoming more and more uh, commercially focused and more and more broad with new markets emerging. So originally we were thinking about government's role mostly in terms of regulation and right. also being being the customer of, uh, of the space programs and space projects. Uh, I would say especially in, in the case of uh, newer and emerging uh, spacefaring countries with uh, uh, emerging space ecosystems, uh, the, the role of government also should be focused on actual ecosystem buildup and, and internationalization. And, and the reason is that having a working ecosystem for, for this kind of new emerging country, there is a lot of public interest in it because mm -hmm. this, this creates a lot of uh, public added value and uh, added value that uh, it cannot just be grasped by, for example, a, a, a large company that would right. take this leading role in, in, in a country. Of course, you can have a, a really significantly large company, which is basically the main actor in, in the whole ecosystem in a country. But in that case, the whole ecosystem build, built around this company will be basically serving needs of the company. While we know that for us, the, the well-working space ecosystem, it means that it creates a lot of side added value in terms of 
STEM education in terms of uh, spillover effect to, to ter terrestrial sectors, in terms of uh, technology transfer to other sectors, and, uh, and also, of course, the environmental and social aspects of, uh, of the benefits of, of these activities. So there is ba basically, in order to, to really develop a, a new space ecosystem, ranging from uh, stakeholders like uh, companies and research and academia and universities, the users and, and other important uh, stakeholders, even, uh, for example, the investment community and private investors, without, without uh, government playing certain stimulating or even coordinating role, it, it, it might be quite uh, difficult and challenging. And, and definitely it will take longer time. So we, we see it on our example that uh, things were moving much slower uh, before we, we actually started uh, being active in this in this area and before we started uh, uh, taking active part actually on, on the ecosystem buildup. And, and after we did so, things started growing and, and developing quite dynamically. So that definitely from the government's perspective, the role of, of buildup and also of internationalization, because again, uh, if, if a new companies, especially when we talk about, for example, the Euro European uh, space uh, area of European uh, space uh, uh, ecosystem, uh, then uh, for the smaller and newer companies coming from these newer countries, it's difficult to, to directly compete and to penetrate the, the value yeah. chains uh, like, just like that uh, of the well-established older and larger companies. So we, without uh, governmental support that will simply start kicking out the doors, literally, and uh, showing the possibilities to those large partners doing or, or running the extra mile to, to actually uh, save the time and energy for the large partners doing their own research and providing some uh, possibilities directly and showing them what's possible and whatnot. With, without this, it's it's very difficult for these smaller and newer co companies to, to actually penetrate these these value chains. From the perspective of the other stakeholders, for example, the companies, of course, they they have the vital role in in space ecosystem because they are actually the the core of the space ecosystem, yeah. developing the solutions. Uh, they are also customers for each other. They are also partners for each other. And they're also partners for the government because they help us uh, with the, uh, let's say, outreach to to uh, young generation, with, with outreach to, to public. They help us with outreach to uh, potential new members of the community. So it's also very important space being a uh, highly collaborative and highly international yeah. and again especially when we talk about smaller countries like slovakia slovakia just for for the uh, the full picture of slovakia is a country of 5.5 million people so uh it's it's definitely necessary for us for such a technologically complex and of course uh, very uh, expensive uh, projects to, to seek partnerships and to team up. And I, I truly believe that every country in the world has something to offer to international space cooperation. And in order to, to tackle the, the, the challenges that we are facing out on Earth and the, the possibilities that the, the space is bringing up beyond Earth's horizons, we, we definitely need to 
pull together all, all the resources and pull together the, the collaboration possibilities of, of all the countries, as many as possible. You framed that beautifully. And you're definitely resonating a lot because I'm seeing a lot of comments about, you know, that um, space exploration should have no limits and that space should be available for all. And I liked how you posited the ebb and flow of the different stakeholders, because you're right. I mean, for our collective wish of how we want space to expand, it can't just be government, it can't just be private sector, um, and each person does have a role. Because what's interesting, you know, you talked about um, private really being the heart and soul, and in many ways, I mean, they are pushing the boundaries of technological capability. And what I think is interesting is that we can guess what the landscape is going to look like in five to 10 years, but the agility of the private sector is going to be putting things online that we can do. We can just do new things with, right. That we never thought we could. And if you also look at the funding, the funding disparity, we just unveiled our new space economy number last month and it came in at uh, $546 billion and 78% of that is private investment global private investment and ROI, and then 22% is um, global government spending. And so to your point, the government invests less. However, they are the regulator, they are the customer. And in many ways, they can engender these relationships between large and small companies, especially if there's a an agile company in a country, they want to be a supplier. They still have that that ability, right, to create those um, that value chain. And it's it's critical because a lot of people will think about the future of space and say, I only want to work in the private sector or I only want to work in government. And that doesn't exist anymore. And to your point about international collaboration, I only want to work for this country. And it's like, but we all work together. It's and it's just increasingly becoming that way. Yeah, that's the beauty of this of the space sector. Yeah. Um, so in terms of just creating this sort of healthy, healthy ebb and flow, um, what are some of the hallmarks, I will say, of a sustainable ecosystem? So what needs to be in place? And then what are some of the challenges that you think um, can come about in creating ecosystems for emerging space? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, we already a bit tackled this, uh, that uh, the healthy ecosystem means that there is possibility of synergy there is possibility of, uh, of interaction between the stakeholders and they are complementary to each other. So I would say that healthy ecosystem is, is one that doesn't only rely on few stakeholders, but rather is uh, quite diverse and diversified. And it's also not relying on one stream of, of investment because right. then, well, placing everything on, on one card, it, it, it can eventually be, be dangerous and not really sustainable way to do things so so it's definitely the ecosystem which is uh, also diversifying the, the stream of investment and the sources of investment it's a great and uh, and also if we talk about the ecosystem which is on a national level on, on the level of a country then definitely it should be one which is not concentrated just in one part of the country but mm -hmm. rather trying to uh, involve other regions in in our case for example we've also started See, understanding that for us, definitely the capital Bratislava is the is the the, the key uh, economic center, of course, and also technological center. Uh, nevertheless, we understand that there are several other cities which 
for example, have technological universities, they have uh, some even R&D or, or business heritage in space. So now we are trying to also proactively approach these other technological centers and help them uh, uh, start more actively developing their local uh, ecosystems. So they, they really form the, the national ecosystem from various geographical points of the country. And uh, well, it, the healthy ecosystem is also collaborative and proactive. So, uh, what I what I what is one of the things that I, I like the most when I see it is when there are new and new community-driven uh, space events and space activities in in, in our country. Maybe so, somebody from from the, the governmental side, somebody from the ecosystem building side, would say. Uh, why they are doing this on their own. I mean, we should do it, but I don't think it's a healthy approach to, to try to, to do everything in an in ecosystem. Again, it should be a variety of stakeholders really showing their proactivity, not just the government, but also the companies or some NGOs or universities. So healthy ecosystem is where a variety of, of stakeholders is really being proactive and, and, and trying to, to move things forward. So that's that's really the healthy one, and and challenges. Uh, well, it's it's uh, it's of course depending on on each country or or well, depending on what kind of ecosystem we're talking about. In our case, it it truly was the size and the international non-awareness or, or lack of awareness which we had to tackle from the beginning. Uh, so so this is something which is getting getting better, and and we see that it it really results in. In a, in a nicely growing ecosystem and, and in a healthy growing ecosystem. Yeah. And one one aspect of the ecosystem that we sort of touched upon, but not in depth, is the the public. So you did mention, you know, that there's there's industry, there's technology, but there's also STEM education and others. And one of the questions that came through, which I'm curious if you could touch upon, but they want to know how, you know, digital engagement and internet helps integrate the public into the space economy? Because I know that from our perspective at the Space Foundation, it's really important to tell the space story and why space to get people to buy into why we are even doing economic activity. Mm -hmm. And so I know that you did a lot of outreach with the Emerging Space Conference and you guys, you guys are very active and present, you know, in your digital platform. And so how have you seen that help integrate the public into what you're doing Mm -hmm. in Slovakia? Mm -hmm. I, I would see it on, on two levels. One one is one is the form, of course. I mean, digital means of communication. They they of course help us uh, broaden the outreach and dissemination of information, among others, also about uh, the benefits and uh, and the results of space exploration and space technology development. But also there is the content side, and uh, that's the fact that digital technologies actually being part of the value chain of downstream space are the connection between the society and, and space uh, industry. And this is, the, this is the part of space economy, which is possibly for, for, for the broader uh, amount of people and from, for, for broader public, the, the easiest to, to understand and comprehend and also appreciate, because it's something which is directly involved in their lives. So, so for example, for, for us, for, for doing outreach with the broader public, uh, it's it's usually strongly focused on downstream and, and communicating how uh, interconnected we are with the space technology and how difficult it would be to to imagine living without the satellite technology, for example. 
not just in our everyday life, like uh, the the everyday things, including the the navigation technology or the weather forecast or the banking services. Or the uh, fact but also, right now with people all over the world watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For example, and but but also. It would be difficult to to imagine many terrestrial sectors of our economy mm-hmm. working the way they work without satellite technology. So, yep. so I, I would say that really the, the digital connection and and the date the connection be, between the data and the satellite and the space and people is 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 a maybe the the fastest possible way for the broader public to actually. Uh, appreciate this, the space technology and understand the space technology and why is, it is a good investment uh, after all and why it is an investment and, and not, not a cost at, at all because of the, all the, the return that we are getting from e- economic, social and also environmental point of view. And I think also, you know, just going one step further to beyond the appreciation and understanding on the investment, but being able to also then think creatively about how they can use space technology and space data for new entrepreneurial activities that might engender more economic activity, right? Because um, there's a lot of companies that are very downstream that might not be working on a space problem, but are connected to space. And so it, it brings the the picture a bit more holistically. Uh, absolutely. And, and it's, it's also sometimes... Uh... A good uh, entry point for for the private investors, and this is something mm-hmm. we, which we uh, which we learned here in, in Slovakia, for example, that uh, when approaching the private investors, uh, usually the, the the easiest entry point for them again is is the downstream, and, and that's uh, for a variety of reasons. Of course, it's the sh- shorter uh, investment cycle, the uh, return of investment, it's it's faster. Etc. But it's also the fact that uh, these downstream domains they are usually connected to some terrestrial sector, which these private investors might already have in their portfolio. And and, and quite often we uh, had the, 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 that kind of situation that we talked with some VC fund whether or not they would like to work in space, and and they told ah it's 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 too futuristic and we don't we don't understand the sector we don't know about it. And then we asked them what they do. And when they explain us what sectors they cover, uh, we told them, okay, but you actually already kind of do space economy. Absolutely. Because you have, Absolutely. you have green technology, you have smart transportation, you have this and this. And, and then for, for that, sometimes not just the investors, but also in sometimes these uh, uh, technological companies, which are suitable for spinning in, uh, understand that they are closer to space economy than they realize. Yep. I, I can't agree more. I, I think that you make it feel more localized and get people to understand that they're already engaged. And then it just, you know, it starts to have this snowball effect. Um, so you've already given us so much great advice and created a really good framework, but final thoughts, because I would be remiss if I didn't have a chance to ask you. So we have viewers watching right now, everywhere from Slovenia, Africa, India, um, and what advice would you give to other countries that want to grow their space presence? It's it's of course difficult to to give a generalistic advice because my well every country is in a different situation size wise uh, heritage wise uh, and uh, for example in Europe we have a great deal of advantage from uh, having this infrastructure like European Space Agency or or the 
the, the, the joint space program of European Union because it, it really helps the smaller players to, to, to get uh, uh, into a, a larger common projects. Uh, but uh, if I was to, to somehow try to generalize it a bit, uh, I would mention uh, three key uh, aspects of how we are trying to approach the, the space economy and space ecosystem. And that's uh, firstly, to, to utilize the full potential of uh, one space ecosystem and, uh, and uh, well, technological ecosystem in, in general, starting with uh, actually understanding what potential you have to work with as, as we did in 2019. Again, every country, it would probably have very in, in a very different way. That's why it's important to start with analyzing where the potential is. And in our case, it was the combination of the, the young entrepreneurial spirit uh, uh, connected to this new space uh, growth combined with all the research heritage dating back to really uh, decades back and combined with this strong technology industry background. So in every country it can be different, but in our case it, it was this. And it was important that from the beginning we started thinking about it because especially if, if, if it is a smaller country like Slovakia, we cannot really afford wasting the potential. We cannot just focus on on one aspect, we cannot just right. jump to startups and only do startups because it's it's really wasting the technology potential that we have. And uh, when you're starting building the ecosystem, you really want to to, to fully utilize it. Secondly, it, it would be the, the diversification of investments and diversification of, of markets that uh, the ecosystem is focused on and the country is focused on. Uh, for for similar reason, you want to fully utilize the, the potential also from the financial point of view and financial perspective. So you do not want to, again, place everything on one card. You do not want to be fully dependent on one investment stream, especially with space becoming more and more commercially focused and creating new and new markets, which are of commercial interest. What we definitely do is not to build a sector which is fully dependent only on, on public money. We, we, in contrary, we want to build a, a sector which is nourished by public money, but then in some point is able to attract also private investors to, to uh, further grow. And uh, thirdly, it would be, well, as we, uh, as we mentioned, space is international and uh, space is, is, is a globalized uh, area. So do your best or, or what we do is we, we try to do our best to bring added value to, to mm. some joint international collaboration and we simply try to be a, a good and an interesting partner and this means that as a, as a newcomers we have to run the extra mile we have to do the extra thinking and effort uh, how we can bring added value to the larger uh, stakeholders why we can bring something new rather than duplicity and through that to ensure that we will be uh, seeked partners and interesting partners. And uh, that also means that uh, uh, a country can think about it, uh, not just from the technological point of view, but also from point of view, what, uh, for example, the government and the government organizations like ours can bring to, to, to this joint table. Like, for example, the topic of, uh, of uh, supporting each other when it comes to the emerging spacefaring ecosystems. So, yeah. I would, I would say you fully utilize your potential, diversify the investments and markets and, uh, well, be a valid player and bring added value to the international space community. 
Those are extremely thoughtful and very valuable pieces of advice. Um, and I think a really good good place to leave this conversation. I know we could probably continue on for you know an hour more, um, but I really appreciate your time today. And it's evident, you know, in the two years that you guys have existed, that you've definitely planted the flag and are um, and are growing. And I think it's a good place to emulate for other countries wanting to do similar things. So your um, your insights were really, really critical. And thank you for sharing them today. Thank you. It was great to, to discuss this with you. Absolutely. And thank you to all of our viewers for you know writing in your questions, staying engaged. Uh, please stay tuned for future Vector Conversations. And please remember that there's a place for everyone in the global space ecosystem. See you later.